This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with the Berlin-based composer Stefan Prince. We spoke about Inhabit Inhibit, a composition that he completed in 2021 for four spatialized quartets, six feedback soloists, and live electronics. At the end of the episode, you'll hear the opening 13 minutes of this 50-minute work. We warmly recommend that you check out the rest of the piece from the link provided in the episode description. This performance was given by members of Asko Schoenberg Ensemble and Ensemble Collective Berlin, conducted by Bauder Bronnemann. In our chat, Stefan discusses the setup for the piece, his attraction to feedback, and what takes place in this opening stretch of the work. I'm Stefan Prince. I'm currently living in Berlin, but I'm born in Belgium, where I have spent most of my um, first 22 years. I have lived abroad quite a bit. I lived in Barcelona for a while. I lived in... Um, Somerville, Massachusetts for four years. I have moved back to Belgium after that and then I moved to Berlin and haven't... uh, Yeah, I moved here six years ago and I quite love it here. So I don't have immediate plans to move away. I am a composer. I also perform quite a bit as an improviser. When I do that, it is with... Uh, my laptop and a self-built digital instrument which I control with MIDI controllers. Mm, I teach as well. I'm a professor of composition in Dresden at the Musikhochschule there. It's a wonderful place. I started teaching there two years ago or almost three at this point and I think those three parts constitute most of my professional life composing, performing, teaching. We'll be listening to Inhabit Inhibit, or at least, let's say, the first 10 minutes of it. It's quite a large-scale piece, both in forces and in time. It's about 50 minutes long, and it's written for six feedback soloists. I'll say more about that in a second. And four spatialized quartets, mixed quartets. In this piece, actually, several strands of previous pieces come together and one of the strengths for example is the work I've been doing over the past years with feedback for example in Piano Hero 3 I have been working extensively with feedback in and with the piano and then I have been working with feedback in a series of pieces called Inhibition Space where mainly woodwind instruments Um, have little microphones inside and have a speaker besides them. Sometimes they're even augmented with a patch that adds effects to to the feedback. And it's an interaction between the instrument, the opening and closing of the keys, which then changes the feedback frequencies and how the instrument reacts on the the speaker standing next to it. So there is a whole... It's really this hybridization augmentation of an acoustic instrument where it becomes something much more 
in a way much less controllable, more chaotic somehow, um, also more exciting, I think. The piece is written in written for uh, two ensembles, actually. There is the Asko Schoenberg Ensemble, which premiered it in March last year. And the Ensemble Collective Berlin, which will play the German premiere next year in January at Ultraschall. One of the things that really fascinates me about feedback, which is a central thing in this piece, is that it is... There are several things, but it's very, on the one hand, uh, very uncontrollable. You always feel some kind of danger in feedback, especially if it's... Um, I mean, the, the real feedback we know is uncontrollable, but if you if you control it a little bit with software, you can make it not explode, but still you always feel that there is some kind of danger there. It's something that um, is not entirely within our control. And that's something that really fascinates me, and that's also something I've been thinking about a lot. And um, Inhabit Inhibit uses this idea also really as a metaphor for, for the entire piece. So it's also a piece about losing control. It's also a piece about how these six soloists, which are actually... So the six feedback soloists are um, bass flute, bass clarinet, baritone saxophone, bass oboe. And then you have a piano and a harp. And the piano and the harp are seated in the middle of the hall. Then on kind of a cross... On the outer points of this cross are the other four woodwinds, the feedback soloists. And the audience is actually sitting in, in a circle around the piano and the harp. And on the outer sides of this circle are the four acoustic mixed quartets. And so in this piece, I tried to set up um, a situation where there is really a dialogue between the... the sounds of the acoustic ensemble which are kind of an environment and then the the actions of the feedback soloists which are interacting with this environment and interacting with each other and the piece so this feedback as a metaphor for something uncontrollable um, became really important in this piece and and in that in that sense it's also a piece about um well feedback or the runaway effect is something we know from um the so-called the sixth mass extinction wave we are currently experiencing worldwide, so the ecological situation. And in that sense, the piece is some kind of um, refers to that or, or is a metaphoric, uses that as a metaphor. begins is with two isolated lonely trumpets um, and I have they're using special reeds so they have a special mouthpiece most of the brass instruments in the also in the acoustic ensemble in the other acoustic quartets are using these mouthpieces which creates a very harsh almost electronic like uh, noisy sound I, I love it my uh, 
my neighbors at the time of writing this piece probably hated me, but I've been playing around with that a lot. Also on a tuba, it sounds fantastic. And so it sounds with a very strange, on the one hand, quite far away sound because they are also um, muting. Um, it's kind of an electronic sound. And at the same time, there is the sound of gray, uh, oh, sorry, of rice being um, um, squashed on a table. So it's a very grainy sound together with this um, almost electronic, harsh, really tense, tense sound. And that's kind of the beginning of the piece. And so it sets up a rather noisy um, sound world, which is mainly created by the acoustic quartets. Then at some point there is an electronic tape that is, uh, so a soundtrack that is added, which has, which introduces elements of feedback sounds, which I have recorded um, a few years earlier, actually using a big gran casa with a transducer and a microphone and objects on it and a thunder sheet also with a transducer and microphones. And um, that was when I was uh, preparing Third Space actually with Florian Bogner, sound engineer. And we made a lot of recordings and part of those recordings now ended up also in Inhabit Inhibit. And so there is this soundscape, sound world, uh, soundscape is the wrong word, sound world that unfurls and um, consisting for a big part of more noisy elements, but also pitched material. And there's also um, somehow I'm more and more falling in love again with harmony. Matthew, I'm sure you will love me, love hearing say me that. Um, and so there is towards the end of this 12 minutes that we will be listening to, there is a big long chord. It's almost a major chord, actually. It's a bit a bit distorted. But um, and then after that chord, so at the end of this um, let's say stretch the feedback elements, sorry, the feedback instruments come in. And it really is almost like a clearing. Um, and that's where the dialogue more or less starts between these different sound worlds. And these feedback instruments are at that point quite pure, let's say. Um, so it's very sinusoidal, the sounds. But then as the piece proceeds, they also start using effects on those feedbacks. So it becomes more sometimes really sounds like an electric guitar with a lot of distortion. So the, the sound worlds also start to blend and bleed into each other. This is difficult to say yourself, of course, as, a, as, a, as the maker of the piece, but I find it a piece that communicates quite directly. I think a few reasons are um, that, for example, one reason is that as an audience, you're really sitting in the middle of the sounds. Something that is important to mention also in the context of this piece is that it's a piece that would not be able to exist without the input of other people. And with that, I don't mean only the, the general input of musicians or, or what happens when you meet a musician and you experiment with them on their instrument, which also um, which I also did a lot for this piece. There was a lot of research. Um, I worked with Samuel Stoll on the horn a lot to develop um, material with the special reeds, also with Max Murray on the tuba, um, etc. So there was a lot of 
that kind of collaboration. But then there was also an, another collaboration, for example, uh, and perhaps even more important, so with uh, Ernst Sürberg and, and Mosaic, Ensemble Mosaic. Ernst has developed this interactive system which um, makes it it's it's a the idea is really simple and and it's brilliantly executed so all the instruments of ensemble mosaic um, can have two pedals and a little um, pad which makes it possible for them to choose sound effects and with the pedals they can control it they can control volume and they can control the amount of effect on their sound and the idea that Ensemble Mosaic had was, okay, we augment all our instruments and we create this augmented ensemble where they not only have acoustic possibilities, but also with the effects and the musicians can control these effects themselves. Without this, the piece would not exist or it would not exist in this form. So it was a really uh, constitutional element for uh, this piece. Then there is also the collaboration I have with Florian Bogner, uh, the sound engineer, with whom I have been working a lot. So all these elements really come together. And okay, I composed the piece, but without their, without this um, collaboration, without these inputs, it would be, it wouldn't exist the piece. So that's I think really important also to acknowledge. And I noticed, for example, in Amsterdam when it was performed, I think it was the first or one of the first concerts in the Musikgebouw uh, and Eh after the pandemic and you saw also the audience the people who were coming there were it was very mixed there were um, actually quite a lot of uh, people generations older than than we are but also young people and i could notice that these people were really um thirsty for for an experience and then seeing observing them during the piece because it was we could really see their faces because there were in they were seated in this circle so you could see how people were reacting and then they turned around to see where the sounds come from and you could really see an, an a very um touching engagement you could see them close their eyes and and sometimes even smiling or or um yeah i was surprised by how directly the piece um communicated to them and it's not. I don't think it's an easy, an easy piece or an easy experience. I'm, I'm using harsh sounds, and and it's a quite long, fifty minutes, um, and and I, I really, yeah, I don't do con concessions, so I, I, I try to um, write the piece that I want, and sometimes that's for for audiences. I don't know. Sometimes that's a bit. Um, far away from their normal experiences but in this piece somehow despite all this people really um, connected to it 